My Seven Chakras, episode 164. If you want to be successful, the minor adjustments and changes you need to make are usually so simple and so basic that the average person will see them as being ridiculous and they will never use them. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's going on, Action Takers? AJ here, and I am grateful that you have once again pressed the play button to unlock ancient wisdom that you can access no matter where you are. All you need is an internet connection and a pair of headphones. Action Tribe, today I am going to read out our latest five-star review on iTunes left by a person with the nickname Freezy Baby. It reads, very inspirational and interesting. I hear about so many different ways people can serve and heal. This is amazing to know that we are all one trying to find our purpose. It all goes back to love. Thanks for the inspiration and amazing work. So Action Tribe, if you want your review to be read out as well, all you need to do is write us a review on iTunes and tell us about the experience that you've had with our show. If you're already on your mobile, it should be fairly simple to access the review page. You could also type in the link my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. And it should take you straight to the review page. You see, reviews are a strong indicator that people love the show and this helps us get more exposure and enables us to create a larger impact as well. Once again, if you want your review to be read out, if you want to support our mission, leave us an iTunes review. And today, my fellow action takers, I am really excited to bring you our featured guest for today, Scott Schmeren. So Scott, are you ready to inspire? I am ready. That is amazing. So, neuroperformanceologist Scott Schmidden is a nationally known speaker, coach, and author. He has spent over 20 years learning powerful success technologies. He has used what he has created to transform his life, losing over 180 pounds and maintaining it. So, Scott, I've given our listeners a mini intro, but take about a minute and tell us a bit more about you. Well, I've committed my life to helping people, and that journey happened a long time ago. I was always the fat kid, and I struggled most of my life with my weight, which I'm sure a lot of the people listening have struggled with, where they gain weight and then they lose weight, and they never know why they keep putting that weight back on. And through my struggle and that journey, I began to work on my mind. I began to study why I had these two different people inside of me, the one that wanted to change and the one that wanted to stay the same. Mm -hmm. And I started to change my life. I started to study things, different modalities from meditation to visualization to hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming. And then I started creating for myself a program. And it transformed my life. And then through that transformation of losing over 180 pounds and keeping it off now for years, the little voice in me said, it's time for you to go out in the world and start helping people. And I've committed my life since then to helping people every day really discover how amazing they are and help them create and live the life of their dreams. 
Wonderful. So I'm really, really looking forward to learning more about your story. But before that, let's begin with some inspiration. I'm curious to know, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And also give us an example of how you apply this quote in your life every day. Perfect. A long, long time ago, I used to travel on the road when I was in my 20s. I'm 54 now. Mm -hmm. And this very, very successful businessman said this to me, and it's stuck in my head ever since. And he said to me, Scott, if you want to be successful, the minor adjustments and changes you need to make are usually so simple and so basic that the average person will see them as being ridiculous and they will never use them. And that stuck in my head, and it rings so true in my mind now. So many people that are looking to do something big in their life, maybe overcome some obstacle or challenge or, or to transform themselves, are looking for the big thing to change. And it's mm-hmm. not a big thing. It's usually minor things, small adjustments and changes done on a consistent daily basis that over a long period of time will bring them everything they want in their life. And to focus on doing small things on a daily basis as opposed to trying to do something huge and large and then it becomes daunting and they never do it or they do it for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really insightful. You said that the changes that a person needs to make in order to see a transformation are simple and basic, but very often the average person will look at it and not take action. So Action Tribe, I think this is really powerful. Consistency and small steps. These are the two things that will enable your transformation. And Scott is going to help us understand how exactly we're going to enable that change. So with that, let's jump in. Uh, Scott, what inspired you to start your website, ultimatevisionary.com? Well, my my website, ultimatevisionarymind.com, came about as I went through this transformation to change. And I started working on myself and I started committing myself to helping other people. I created this vision for myself that in my lifetime, I want to help more than 10 million people truly discover how amazing they are and live the life of their dreams. And so in order to do that, I had to create a website. I had to get my word out into the world. I had to touch people's lives. People had to know where they could find me and how I could find them. And that's really how the website came about. And that's where all, all my speaking has come about and uh, the media appearances I've, I've gotten like on your show. Absolutely. So love having you on our show today. To really set the context of our chat, could you tell us your definition of clinical hypnosis? Um, clinical hypnosis from my perspective, is the most powerful state of change. And whether you study any modality is accessing the subconscious mind. It's where we store everything about ourselves, our habits, our values, and beliefs. You know, we think that what we do, we do at a conscious level. But neuroscientists have taught us now that about 10 to 15% of what we do is at a conscious level. So everything else is under the radar. It's behind the scenes. It's in our subconscious mind. And the quickest And fastest way to access your subconscious mind is through the doorway of hypnosis. And it's a doorway into doing something wonderful. And using hypnosis is not difficult. It's what you do with it once you get into that doorway into the subconscious mind and how you affect change. Love that. So you said that it's a powerful state of change that sort of taps into the subconscious mind. Once you get to the doorway, that's easy. But what you use with the power of that subconscious mind, that's really uh, leveraging the power of hypnosis. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, I 
went through your story, I read your story, which I think is highly, highly transformational. In your story, you share that sometimes I ate until I was sick. I don't think I enjoyed eating. It was just something I did. Could you talk to us about your relationship with food during that phase in your life? Well, that phase of my life was most of my life from the time I was a little kid until most of my adult life. You know, I was always a chubby kid. In fact, I was the fat kid when I was young and I was the fat kid in my neighborhood and people teased me. Kids teased me. Adults teased me. And what happened was I'm very sensitive. So I withdrew from the world and I got lost in watching TV and eating. They became my friends. They were my life. And the more I would eat, the bigger I would get. And the more I was teased and I withdrew more. And it was just a horrible cycle. And I will speak only for myself is food was a way of helping me feel full. Like I was getting the love out of life that I wasn't getting. It was a place to be safe. Even though that sounds crazy, it helped me feel secure. And of course, it didn't do that. It made me feel worse. But while I was doing it, I was consuming. I always had to consume a lot. Mm -hmm. If I went anywhere, it was always, let's have the biggest thing. Let's have the largest thing and then eat it until I couldn't eat anymore to the point where I was physically sick, which is not pleasurable, to get a sense of comfort, to fill myself up with something that I wasn't getting from life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you sort of set the context. You said that you were the fat kid. People teased you, which I'm sure was a major challenge. You naturally withdrew uh, and you made friends with food and the isolation that you felt when you were away from all this teasing. Food, like you mentioned, was a way for you to get the love and the security that you really needed and all children need. And for that need, you always ate more and more. But over the years, You've managed to lose and keep off 180 pounds once again, which is phenomenal. What were some of the techniques that helped you achieve your goal? I think the single greatest thing that I was able to do using the subconscious state in hypnosis is learning to really love and appreciate myself. Because the moment I loved and appreciated myself and I changed the picture of how I perceive myself, everything else started falling into place. You know, people always ask me now, they ask me the same questions. How long have you been this way? How long did it take? And how do you know you're not going to go back? And in the past, I would lose a lot of weight. I remember one point I lost like 150 pounds and I ran a marathon and I was in great physical shape. Yep. And I put the weight back on. And I remember I would look at myself and I, I knew I was in good shape. I'd look in the mirror and go, oh, that's not really me. That's not really who I am. And I like, was going to wait to like, pinch myself because I thought I was sleeping. And the reality is, is when I was heavy, even when I would lose a lot of weight, the perception I had of myself was that being heavy was safe and secure. So when I would lose a lot of weight, I was actually going against what I believed to be right. And I would always put the weight back on. So now that I changed that perception of myself, I, I changed the picture in my mind. I put this picture in my head, in my subconscious mind, that I have a strong, healthy, lean, attractive, youthful body weighing 175 pounds or less. And I maintained for the rest of my life. And I just pounded that into my subconscious mind. And then fast forward, my weight now, between 171 and 174 pounds. I'm in great physical condition now at 54 years old. Mm-hmm. And my weight is not an issue anymore. I don't even think about food anymore. I don't, it doesn't, it's not an entity. It doesn't talk to me anymore. It doesn't console me when I'm happy or when I'm sad. I'm comfortable, safe, and secure with myself. I think that is a powerful, powerful insight. You asked us, in fact, to learn and love and appreciate ourselves because you 
in the past, like you mentioned, you tried many other different techniques and you did seem to lose a lot of weight, but the weight would come back again. And you mentioned rightly that was because your identity was not that of a thin person. Your identity and perception of yourself was that of a fat person. And because there wasn't any shift in that identity or that perception, you kept putting on the weight again. So thanks for sharing that. Now, I'm curious, could you walk us through the process of hypnosis from start to finish? What, what can a client expect, really? If someone going through the process of hypnosis, done the way I do it, they're going to relax. They're going to focus on the sound of my voice. And a lot of people have a misconception of what hypnosis is. They think how it is like in yeah. a stage program where they're going to be losing. They think they're not going to be in control, that I'm going to be controlling them, and that they're going to be doing silly things. And the reality is is hypnosis is a monofocused state of mind where you focus all your attention on one thing and everything else just kind of fades away in the background for a while. Like watching a great movie in a movie theater. You see this great movie and it's three hours long and the movie ends and it seems like five minutes went by. And that's really what the process is like. So you get into a relaxed state and then my voice simply becomes a tool, a guide, like a, like a tour guide pointing things out for you to see feel, hear, and experience in the way that it works for that particular person. And that allows them to make adjustments and changes the way they need to make in the exact way they need to do them. And the process is peaceful. It's relaxing. It's not traumatic. And you know what? It's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot for sharing that process with us. I'm sure that this really shines some light for people who had that misconception of what hypnosis really is. Because sometimes people see a, go to an event where there's a hypnotist on stage and, you know, they have these uh, impressions of what they would go through as well. So thanks a lot for clearing that off. Now, we're about two months away from entering a new year, 2017. And during this phase, thousands of people set new year resolutions and yet, As you might agree, according to statistics, within about two to three weeks, many people fall off the bandwagon. So based on your experience, in addition to what you've spoken about earlier, what are some reasons or factors that sort of prevent a person from achieving their goals? Well, I'll address it simplistically in the issue of weight, but it's true for all the other things that people try and fail at, is we have it wrong. You know, we look at people that are overweight and our answer for them is to change how they eat and to exercise. And we look at those as the keys. And they're not the keys. They're certainly important tools, but the key is those are symptoms. Being overweight is a symptom of something else. And if you go after what really is causing it, which is usually has to do with your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself, then you don't have the need to be overweight anymore. You don't have a desire mm. to eat to satisfy some other need. And it's really true for other, other habits, whether it's alcohol or drugs or gambling or spending too much money, or any other issue in your life that you're struggling with, those issues you're looking to change are usually a symptom of something else. It's some way your mind is manifesting this to relieve the stress and anxiety of something else in your life. I would say that almost every one of my clients I deal with, they come to me for one thing, but that's not the thing. And we do a little bit of digging, we find that it's something else, and then when we take care of that something else, the other thing just goes away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you said that being overweight is the symptom and not the cause. So many diet programs or weight loss programs focus on the symptom and eating less or maybe taking some diets or maybe working out, uh, you know, excessively. Uh, And it works for some time, but sometimes the cause is deep 
and the causes that innate need that a person might have to be more loved, to get more security. And through hypnosis, you're sort of able to dig deep into what that root cause is, address the root cause, and then everything takes care of itself. So thanks for clarifying that. So let's say someone listening to the show right now is highly pumped, highly enthused, highly inspired, wants to begin the process of transformation, no matter what area of life it might be. It might be weight loss or getting a new job or a new business or maybe learning how to meditate. How does a person get started with achieving a goal? I think the most important thing for anybody looking to achieve anything else on their own is they need to write down what they want. They have to have a destination they're getting to. Sure. And one of the things we know now from neuroscientists is that when we write things out in our own handwriting, we believe them to be true, even if they're not. So they need to write out what they want the ultimate end to be, what their vision is, and they need to write it out in a specific way. They need to write it out as if it's already happened, using words like I am and I have that are very definitive and write them out as if it's already happened. Like I wrote out and created this vision for myself. I have, and I maintain easily every day for the rest of my life, a strong, healthy, lean, attractive, youthful body weighing 175 pounds or less. And what happens is when you write these things out, it's like you're writing out your future. In fact, I'll go back in some of my old journals and all those things I wrote out were the stories of my future realities. Mm. And that's really an important thing to do. And that's the greatest place to start and write it out and keep writing it out. You know, we make change two ways. In a highly emotionally charged state, we can change very rapidly. And the hypnosis state is perfect for that. And the other way we make change and how we make most of our change, good or bad, is through repetition over and over again. And at some point, our subconscious mind accepts what it hearing is the truth. And so we can use both of those things, like writing out in a journal, mm-hmm. writing out the stories of your future successes and your future realities, and start to write them out and get it clear and focused in your mind. Spend time on it. Make it like you're writing the greatest novel there is, more detail. Make it richer. Make yourself experience all of it, seeing it, the sounds, the feelings, the emotions, the smells, the taste. Get every sense involved. The more real you can make it, the more powerful it becomes. Wonderful. So you said uh, write down what you want in your own handwriting. So do you mean in long form? Yes. And does that even make a difference? Yes. In your own handwriting, you know, yes, you need to write it out in your own hand, not typed on an iPad, a computer or anything else. Mm. Write it out. And the reason it's so powerful is if you think about it, you're really involving all three major modalities, which are sure. one, you're actually seeing yourself write out the words. Yeah. You're actually feeling yourself write out the words by holding the pen and shaping and forming each letter and feeling your hand brushing up against the paper. And then almost every person, when they're writing something out, they read it to themselves. Sometimes out loud, you see people's lips move when they're writing. But usually, even internally, in their own voice, they're rereading what they wrote. So you're actually hearing it. So you're engaging sight, hearing, and feeling and that makes it very powerful. So there you go, Action Tribe. Today itself, if you don't have one already, buy a nice little notebook or a journal with good quality paper, something that you'll be proud of I don't, having I don't beside think, you. I don't even <laughs> no? think you need to do that. I, I tell my okay. clients, go out and buy a spiral notebook. Okay. And that book will become the most valuable book you own. It's not the quality of the paper. It's the quality of the words you write. So there you go. Any quality will do. The quality of what you write is more important. Write it down as if... It has already happened. Write down your stories of your future success and don't worry about the details. 
keep writing because reputation helps you tap into achieving your vision faster use your emotions and feelings as if you have already achieved those goals so thanks a lot for providing those tips scott now i know that you've appeared on the oprah show and that oprah said if scott can do it i can do it and so can you so what's the story behind your appearance on oprah a long long time ago <laughs> yeah. i used to travel on the road in the upholstery fabric business and this is in the 1980s we had no cell phones we had no nothing and i was in high point North Carolina, yeah. and I was at a furniture market, and I went to call in an order from a payphone. I'm sure some people don't even know what a payphone is anymore. <laughs> and I got a call. My office told me that the Oprah Winfrey show was looking for me. And at that time, Oprah didn't have her own studio. She was in the local ABC studios in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And a local news station had done a story on me about me running the marathon, and I was running raising money for a charity. And in the production room, when they were editing the piece, one of her producers saw it. And at that time, Oprah had been on, I think it was on Optifast. She was on one of these crazy diets, and she had lost like 70 pounds, and she was having this big weight loss show. It was actually the, big, the highest rated show I think she ever did at that time. Right. And they were looking for guests. And they told me when I talked to them that they were looking, they were getting calls from every major weight loss company. They had some person they wanted to put on their show. And they wanted somebody who had done it themselves. Mm-hmm. And they sent a camera crew with me down to the race. They filmed me crossing the finish line. And then I was a guest on the show. And it was a wonderful experience. Incredible. I, I saw that video on, on your website. And it was really inspiring. Thank you. Uh, you know, to, to be interviewed by Oprah and to have your transformational story really shared with so many people out there. In fact, listening to this episode right now who may have a challenge with uh, binge eating or obesity. And uh, because of your story, they now know that if you've done it, they can do it as well. So uh, Scott, take us back to the very first time you ever encountered hypnosis. What's the story behind that? Actually, the very first time I encountered hypnosis, and actually it was uh, it, the person doing it I don't think was very good. It was my parents sent me to a hypnotist. I must have been 14 or 15 years old to help me lose weight. Okay. And I think I had success for a couple of weeks, and after that I failed. And it's not so much, like I said before, it's not so much entering the hypnotic state. It's what you do with it when you get there. And when I finally had the life-changing moment of giving up on myself and quitting and actually trying to take my own life with an overdose of pain kills and sleeping pills. And I started studying how my mind worked. And I read every book I could find, and it all led me down the same path to the subconscious mind in different modalities. And I found that hypnosis was the quickest way to access your subconscious mind. And I started doing it myself. And then I actually took a certification course, and the instructor I had was really great. And I got to experience somebody else navigating me through that process. And it was, it was so beautiful and so peaceful. So it's, it's no different. It's the same state of mind as meditating. And mm-hmm. it's just having somebody guide you and taking you on this wonderful journey. And it was really very peaceful, and it was really very wonderful. And I got hooked. Wonderful. So, Scott, thank you so much for sharing all those incredible insights and those tips with us today. Uh, based on what you've shared... What is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today to help them achieve their goals? I think the greatest action step they could take right now is, like I said, is writing down what they want and actually making and scheduling a small chunk of time every day. It could be a half an hour. Mm -hmm. And in that half hour, they just need to work on themselves, writing down what they want, maybe reading something 
that will inspire them or give them some tools. But it's, it's carving out a small niche of time for themselves. We don't do that. We, we, we're so busy doing everything else, and we don't make it important enough. Make it important. My daily routine, I've been following now for more than 14 years. It was 14 years actually this month in October. Mm-hmm. I don't give that up for anything unless there's an emergency. I don't give that up. It is my sanctuary, and it keeps me centered and focused on life. It keeps me happy, and when things are not perfect and things are not, I'm not having a great day, it reminds me that I am worthy that I am good and I've done good things for other people and this is only one day and tomorrow will be a better day than this day was. Carve out a niche of time just for you to learn, to discover about yourself, to read books, to write things down. It's the sanctuary. It's your time and you've got to make it so important because what, what could be more important than you taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So action takers to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my 7 forward slash 164. That's my 7 forward slash 164. By cultivating gratitude, you eventually expand your internal sense of what is possible, regardless of seeming obstacles and challenges that you go through. Now, this is an amazing quote by Veronica Smith, Action Tribe. It is often said, if you know something is possible, it makes it easier for you to take action and build momentum. You may not know how to do it right now. You may not have the skills to achieve that goal. But just knowing that someone somewhere somehow achieved that goal you know it is possible and that makes you feel better. So a practice of gratitude helps you expand your sense of what is possible. And once you have that sense, Action Tribe, all the obstacles and challenges melt away, leaving the path for you to tread. And speaking about challenges, Scott, I'm sure that you are no stranger to challenges. So take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. Tell us what you were feeling at that instance and then how did you really overcome it? Well, you know, a lot of my life, looking back, were a lot of challenges. You know, being overweight, you know, I'm a giant. I'm five foot six. And weighing 360 pounds, I stood out like a sore thumb. And people would look at you like you were a freak or a monster. And it was sad. And there are plenty of times that I had, I would say, terrible experiences. And I think it was the culmination of all those experiences that brought me to the focal point of me trying to end my life and then having, I would say, I, I want to say a religious experience, but a profound experience that was very surreal that led me down the path to where I am now. But I'll give you an example. I remember I, I was in my early 20s and being invited to a New Year's Eve party. And I was very happy. I was so excited to be invited to a party. Mm-hmm. And there were 50 people there. I remember making this big plate of food. And of course, I had my Diet Coke, which I don't know why I drank that, but it made me feel better. And I remember sitting down in a wooden rocking chair. I'll never forget this. And I sat down in this chair, and the chair broke. Actually, the, the best way to describe it is it, it, I crushed it. It looked like a scene out of a movie. And now here's a short little fat guy sitting on the floor, food all over him, and the whole room froze. Fifty people in this room froze. And they all turned around and looked, and then simultaneously they started laughing. And, you know, I guess from anybody else's perspective, it's very funny. But for me, it was the most, one of the most embarrassing moments in my life. And all I wanted to do is I wished that I was about two inches tall and I could find a corner to hide in. And like I always did, I put this big fake grin on my face. I giggled and I couldn't get out of that place fast enough. And I remember going home on New Year's Eve that night to my apartment at the time. And I spent New Year's Eve with my two best friends at that time. A large sausage pizza from a place called Nick's. 
and a frozen Sara Lee cheesecake with the strawberries on it. And, man, I ate them both, and I was stuffed, and I was sick, and I was angry. I hated the world, and I hated myself. I blamed everybody else for my predicament. And in, in, in situations like that and the culmination of them coming to a peak where I had this life-changing moment, and then I realized that I was responsible for me. And the moment I became responsible, I started taking action and changing how I thought about myself and how I viewed the world and really what I wanted from this world. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that story with us. I know going back to a time in the past can be really, really challenging. So thanks a lot for sharing that with us. Um, What is it one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners today? A major life lesson. I think the greatest lesson that anybody can learn going through any form of transformation is that wherever you are today is exactly where you're supposed to be to get where you're going and that wherever you are today are the culminations of the decisions you made. It's not somebody else's fault. It's not the world's fault. It's not the environment. You have to take an ownership and responsibility for where you are today. And the moment you do that, the excuses melt away you become centered and focused in the, in the present moment and you can take action and change. So I'm going to rephrase what you just said, uh, which I think is highly inspirational. Your story, you said that being overweight was one of the biggest challenges that you experienced. There were times uh, when you were young, you felt really bad. There was a moment where you thought about taking your life. Uh, you shared the story about the New Year's party where you took your food and as you were sitting on the wooden rocking chair, the chair crushed. And uh, with everyone you know, laughing hysterically, that must have been a really, really embarrassing situation for you and, and so hard to go through. And that evening you shared that you spent your New Year's Eve all by yourself eating uh, your food and binge eating. But when all of those experiences got to a peak, when all of those challenges, all those embarrassing moments got to a peak, you realized that you were responsible for you. Nobody else, just you. And you started taking action towards your transformation. And by your image right now, I could never imagine that you at one point uh, were 180 pounds heavier. So you taught us effectively that wherever you are today, Action Drive, wherever you are today, you are exactly where you need to be to take action towards your transformation. You need to take that ownership and have no excuses at all. So thanks a lot, Scott, for that amazingly inspiring story. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are really inspired by this. Thank you. So Action Tribe, I may not have seen you so far, but I do know one thing about you. The very fact that you've listened to this episode so far means that you are brave. You are open to new ideas. You have a growth mindset and that you are an action taker. So no matter what situation you are in right now, remember, you have the courage within you and that you are exactly where you need to be. Because as Sarah Anderson once said, it takes great courage to faithfully follow what we know to be true. It takes great courage to faithfully follow what we know to be true deep within. So my question to you, Scott, what is your life's purpose as on today? My life's purpose is to help people discover how amazing they are. I can't think of anything better or any better feeling I get when I work with one of my clients and they have that aha moment and they get it Mm. and then everything changes. And you can't beat that feeling. And my life's purpose is to touch as many people as I can in my lifetime and help them be everything they want to be and live the life they want to live 
and then encourage them to go out and do the same thing and inspire other people and create this never-ending chain of change and transformation and love and it just will make the world such a better place. Mm-hmm. So what I absolutely admire about you is that you not only took the action and changed your life, but you are striving to make a change in other people's lives as well. So going back in time, was there ever an instant beyond which you were quite sure that this is what you were meant to do? Take us back to that moment. Uh, I remember, Yeah, you know, I've always had this little voice in my head saying, you know, you need to help people, you need to make a difference in this world because mm-hmm. that's who you are and what you are. I even had that as a kid. And then as my life became more torturous and I became more miserable being overweight, I lost that voice for a long time. And I remember achieving my goal and keeping my weight off and that little voice came back, but it wasn't such a little voice. And that little voice was screaming and yelling at me, this is what you need to do. And I made a decision. I had a real estate career, and I just walked away from it. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. And I've been doing that now for many years. So I'm very thankful that that voice was speaking to me loudly and that I actually listened to that voice and trusted that voice. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot for sharing. And with a heavy heart, I have to announce that we have come to the last portion of today's episode. This round is called the Wisdom Round, which is sort of like a rapid fire round. So my first question to you, out of all the advice that you received, what is the best advice that you have ever been given? Oh boy. The best advice I've ever been given is that I am responsible for me. In the moment anybody takes responsibility for themselves, they have the ability to change. They can become awake and aware of everything around them and they can change. And name a personal habit that contributes to your well-being. Well, a personal habit that contributes to my well-being is exercise and journaling. Love that. Now, they say that what you do during the first few hours of your day determines how you will feel and how much you will accomplish during the rest of your day. So do you have a morning routine? I have a morning routine. I get up in the morning. I drink my water to cleanse and detoxify my body. I go to the gym. I work out. I come home. I sit down. I have a cup of my magnificent organic green tea. I write in my journal. And then I listen to the recordings, my hypnotic recordings that I make for myself. And my day is ready to go. Awesome. So the next question might be a bit hard for you because I'm sure that books have played a major role in your life. But if you had to recommend one book for our listeners today, what would it be? If I had to recommend one book for your listeners today, and it's a fabulous, wonderful book. It's current. It's called E Squared by Pam Grout. And it's a fabulous, small little book about manifesting things in your life. And what she does is she gives you experiments to do in there so you can prove to yourself that there is an intelligent Mm. force in this universe and that you're capable of manifesting what you want. And it's so much fun and it has a huge impact on how you think. So we will surely have this up in the show notes. Action takers to access the show notes for today's episode. Visit our website at my7chakras.com forward slash 164. Now we're saying 164 because today's episode is 164. So you go to our website and you put a forward slash. That's 164. Scott, thank you so much for appearing on our show, sharing your powerful and inspiring story. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are truly grateful for and also uh, tell us how we can find you online. I am grateful for my family. My children have three wonderful sons. I have an incredible woman in my life who has inspired me and encouraged me and supported me to take the next steps 
in my career to move forward. And if people want to get a hold of me, they get a hold of me two ways. Actually, three ways. You can get a hold of me directly through my website, which would be www.ultimatevisionarymind.com. You can email me directly at scott at ultimatevisionarymind.com. And you know what? If somebody wants to call me, they can call me directly. They can reach me at area code 847-331-5848. So there you go, Action Tribe. Three ways to get in touch with Scott. One is you can visit the website, ultimatevisionarymind.com. You can send him an email, scott at ultimatevisionarymind.com. Or you can call him directly. You can pick up the phone and dial 847-331-5848. In case you've not taken down any notes, we'll have all this information in the show notes. So, Scott, thank you so much for coming on our show today, talking to us about setting our goals and finding the root cause before setting any goal and taking us one step closer to a complete human revolution. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me, AJ. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.